listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Father, bless the reading of your word into the hearts of your people. I pray that you'd anoint every ear to hear. I pray that each, uh, uh, hallelujah, heart would be receptive to receive what your spirit has for them tonight. Father, I pray that you'd speak to people individually. Father, I, I pray that people would not just get information tonight, but Lord, let people receive revelation tonight. Lord, even those watching online, even those listening to the replay later, Father, I pray that people would receive revelation, Father. Lord, not just something that sits in their head, but something that's real and living on the inside of their heart. Something, Lord, that they're that they're using on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, Lord. Lord, let your word produce fruit in every life, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said? Amen. And amen. If you have your Bible, open up to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, and when you're there, just say a living amen. This whole chapter is awesome, but I just want to focus in on one verse. Okay, I'm going to read the whole chapter. Verse 1. <laughs> It says in verse 1, all the commandments, I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic, Deuteronomy 8 and verse 1. All the commandments which I command you this day, you shall be watchful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers. Who's going to possess the land that the Lord promised you? Oh, okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, he gave us a key. He said, be watchful to do everything he says to do. Amen. Are you doing everything he said to do? Amen. Now, whether it's something he spoke to you personally, go here, do this, buy this property, give this, amen, move here, live here. You know, you can't just live anywhere you want to live and possess the land God said that you can possess. Hello? You can't just work anywhere you want to work just because the pay is really good. If you've got to listen to the Lord and do what he tells you to do. If he hasn't told you anything to do, then you just kind of live and, you know, whatever. Hello? But if he speaks, you need to listen to that. Are you with me? And uh, why? Because he's leading you into a good land. He's leading you into a good place. Hello. Hallelujah. And that's okay. Who trusts him? Who trusts the Lord? Amen. So that's, that's, there it is. Amen. Verse 2, and it says, And you shall earnestly remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you or to test you, to know what was in your mind and in your heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not, you know, there's going to be opportunities and times in your life where you're going to be put in hard situations or you're going to be put in positions where you can just do it your own way, Ministries International. <laughs> Amen. Where you can just, uh, well, I mean, I could walk in love or I could just give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> and you, how many of you guys know that the Lord watches that and you're, you're being tested sometimes? Amen. You don't want to give everyone a piece of your mind. It might be the last piece you had. <laughs> Amen. So don't just go around giving, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. I'm going to, yeah, well, careful. Hello. Amen. So the Lord's going to test you. He's going to prove you. Amen. There's a money test. Hello. There's a money test. Do you get offended every time an offering's being taken at church? You know, Wednesdays, we don't even receive an offering, but, you know, Sundays we do. Hello. You know, that preacher just wants my money. You know, there's a money test. 
Amen. And not even getting offended over the money, but maybe are you giving when the Lord says to give? When I first went to Bible school, the Lord told me to give everything. Amen. All all my money. (laughs) I was just sitting in a meeting, and the Lord told me to give all my money. Just sitting in a meeting, minding my own business, enjoying a revival meeting. Just showed up. I mean, some believers think they're doing God a favor by just showing up to the meeting. I'm doing the Lord a favor. I'm at church this morning. My God. He should be blessing me. Well, what do you do when you just show up? You think you're doing God a favor, and he says, give all your money. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you if the Lord tells you to do it, then listen to him. Hello. But there's a money test. You're going to pass your money test, and... And I, I pray, I pray, you know, and I'll say this too. The Lord, he'll even put money in your hand to watch what you do with it. He'll, he'll, he'll bless you. He'll put 5000 in your hand or $10,000. One, one person I know, he put $400,000 in their hand. Boom. And they backslid. <laughs> they loved the Lord. They were one of the biggest soul winners I knew. I mean, they would come to church at 6 a.m. every single day and pray an hour before the church doors open at 7 o'clock, and then they would spend three hours just helping in church and serving anywhere they possibly could. And then they did that for four years, faithful, blessed beyond measure, blessed with clothes and, and cell phones and iPads and everything you could possibly ever want. They were always blessed with that. People gave them, like one person gave them a phone and paid their phone bill, gave them an iPhone when like the iPhones were first coming out. And uh, blessed beyond measure, well then the Lord opens something up where they get 400 grand. Boom, just drops in their lap. And this is a person from the inner city who used to be in a gang who my friend would try to lead him to the Lord and he would cuss my friend out. And he gets saved, he gets blessed for four years. Four years later, 400 grand in his lap. Boom, he backslid. Where now he doesn't even think the gospel soul winning script works. That's how he got saved. (laughs) Amen. But, you know, money, it doesn't change people. It just reveals what's been there the whole time. Are you with me? Amen. Money is like, it actually just amplifies who you are. Amen. Amen. Because there's things that people would do that's wrong, but they just don't have the money to do it. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) So money doesn't change you. It just reveals your heart. Amen? Money is not the root of all evil. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. When you love money, that's the root of evil. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So the Lord will put money in your hand and he'll just watch what you do with it. He'll put a little bit in your hand, he'll put a lot in your hand, and then you'll just sit back, and there's an angel who records everything about you, and then an angel's writing your report card about what you're doing with the money, honey. (laughs) Who knew that? Amen. I I used to, and I still pray, but you you know, about this, but I would pray a lot, and I said, Lord, I'm believing you for millions of dollars because I'm going to use it to fund the gospel. I'm going to use it to build churches. I'm going to use it to help ministries. I'm going to use it for the kingdom of God. And I, I remember one morning I prayed, and then I'm in my car, and I'm driving. I was driving down 16, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you're believing me for millions of dollars? And I thought, and he was speaking to me so clear, I thought, 
oh man, this is like a Solomon moment. What, is he about to do something right now? You know, because it was so clear. You know, I'm like, uh-oh, am I about to like get it? You know, and uh, he said, you're believing me for millions. I said, yes. I said, yes, Lord, I am. I'm like bracing myself. It's like, is there an angel about to show up in my car with a suitcase, you know? Gold bars, you know, what's about to happen here, you know? I said, yes, Lord, and I got so excited. And he said, you, you're believing me for millions? I said, yes. And he said, he, sa he said, well, I watch how you treat $100, and that tells me you're not ready for a million dollars. He said, because if I, he said, he, for example, and he began to speak to me. He said, if I gave you a million dollars, and I put that in your hand, you wouldn't take 200000 of that and just go buy something stupid with it, would you? I said, no, Lord, I'd tithe off of it. I'd give an offering off of it. I'd do this to this. And I began to tell him. He said, well, how come when I give you $100, you go and buy a $2 candy bar? <laughs> now, you can have a $2 candy bar. But the Lord was trying to show me that I was wasting money on stupid stuff. And he said, how you treat $100 is how you're going to treat a $1 million. You're not going to go buy something stupid for... Uh, $9,999, but you'll spend $9.99 on something that you never even use it's, that breaks after a couple. You know what I mean? So the Lord was actually showing me he watches what I do with a little. And doesn't the Bible say if you're faithful in what's little, you'll be made ruler over much? Amen. Not that you have to be perfect and that you never make a mistake financially, you never do anything financially, but, but the Lord was telling me to stop wasting my money. Are you with me? Because he was showing me if I'm wasteful with $100, I'll be wasteful with $100,000. If I'm wasteful with $100,000, I'll be wasteful with a million. But the, the thing is, when you get up to the millions, you can waste that and ruin it. On You, you know, you can have a million dollars, give $100,000 to somebody thinking you're doing something good, but you just ruin their life. Because they can't handle that amount of money. So the Lord watches how you give. Do you just, are you spirit-led in your giving? Oh, come on. Are you ready for this tonight? Should I change the subject? Are you ready for this? Because I'm about to go deeper, man. Hallelujah. We're talking about, we're talking about prosperity tonight. Amen. So there's a, there's a test. I pray that you're tested. I pray the Lord puts money in your hand and I pray you're tested. Who wants that test? Amen. Uh, no, I want that test. Amen. Because I know that I'm getting better and better, that when the Lord puts stuff in my hand, Lord, what is this for? What do you want me to do with this? Amen. Is this for me? Is this for somebody else? Hello. So to prove you, to test you, that's what that second verse says, to, to see what's in your mind and to see what's in your heart. What are you going to do when, the, when that blessing comes? What are you going to do when we talk about this almost every Sunday, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you? What are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do with that kind of a blessing? Money, listen to me. Wealth is like the anointing in the natural. What do I mean? When you have the anointing, the power of God, it opens doors for you. It's invisibly and supernaturally. The anointing, the power of God, it will open doors for you. It can, any dream you, you have, the anointing will make room for that. Uh, and any high you've ever wanted, the anointing will, will produce that, the joy, the peace, whatever. But money is, is like the anointing in the natural. In fact, it says in Ecclesiastes that money solves all things. So money, uh, when you have finances and wealth, you know, you don't even need to ask God. You should, but you won't even ask God because, well, I don't need to pray about this thing or pray about getting a new car. I can just buy one because I can afford it. <laughs> 
You know, the message of prosperity gets persecuted more than the message of healing in tongues. Did you know that? It actually gets persecuted more. So the Lord's going to test you, and I pray that every person in here, you pass your money test. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I even see it with ministries and ministers. You know, every ministry has to pass their money test. You know, this ministry, one of our biggest expenses is actually giving. You know, 10% of every dollar that comes into this ministry, we tithe off of it as the church and as a ministry. You would be shocked to know uh, that there are so many ministries that never tithe off their own ministry. They, they think they're just a dead sea, that all the money just flows to them and then it stops with them. There's no outlet. Are you kidding? We, we give a tithe, and then we give offerings, and then we support traveling missionaries, and then we support world missions, and then sometimes just for fun, we find a church in need, and we'll pay for their carpet, or we'll pay for their sound, or sometimes just for fun, there's a church starting, so we'll just go, you know what I mean? This church does that. When we needed a building, we were helping other people buy a building. Are you with me? And then look, the Lord supplies for us. Hello? You know, and I've seen that even here where, you know, what do you do where, you know, uh, the church has a need and you have an evangelist. And then in the offering, you know, five to ten thousand dollars comes in for that, you know. And, you know, and some pastors would go through the offering and, and, and would actually steal from evangelists. You know, there's ministries that do that. Well, I mean, we kind of need that for our building fund. You know what? One time, $7,000 came in for an evangelist. We add on top of it. <laughs> the church does. Some churches, they'll do this. They'll want to they'll bless the evangelist with like $300. So if $150 comes in for the evangelist, they'll take $150 and, uh, you know, that, that came in through the offerings. And then they'll put $150 on top and then just do the $300. No. Well, we'll give $300 plus the $150 that came in from the people. Anyway, now... This ministry is blessed because this is a giving ministry. Have you ever seen this ministry like lack, like how are we going to make it at the end of the month? Who's ever seen me say, okay, guys, we're going to have to receive a special offering because we need to pay the rent. Who's ever seen me do that? Have you ever seen me come out here burdened? Have I? No. Why? Because the Lord takes care of every detail of this ministry. And if, I, if we don't have the money for it, guess what? I just don't buy it. <laughs> it's so easy to not get in debt. You just don't get it. You just don't do the financing for it. If, if, we, if the Lord can't get it to us, then why should we have it? <laughs> right? So then if I don't have the money for it, I just don't buy it. Someone says, well, you have to get it. I don't have to do nothing. I'll go back to where we have nothing and metal fold out chairs and just preach then and I'll still be happy. Amen? Are you with me? Come on. So, so there's a money test that the Lord's going to see, and he's going to see what's in your heart. Do you love money? Are you after money? Or are you after the kingdom of God? What did Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then what? All these things will be added unto you. Who wants all these things added unto you? Well, do you seek things, or do you just seek the kingdom of God? I don't know about you. I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. That doesn't mean you can't go into business. But why not go into business within the business mission statement? This business exists to fund the kingdom of God. Just a thought. And you're seeking the kingdom of God and you're building a business just so that can be blessed so that you can be a blessing to God's people. Okay. So, so it goes on to say, 
In, in verse 3, and he humbled you. He allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know. Nor did your fathers know that he might make you recognize and personally know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Some people want to prosper financially just so they, have to, just so they don't have to believe God for money anymore. Some people want to prosper financially just because they're too lazy to believe God for money. Or it's just a struggle for them, and they just want to stop struggling to have to believe God for money. Well, let me tell you something. Can I help you? Even when the Lord increases you to millions or hundreds of thousands, guess what? You're still going to be believing God for the next level, or you're unpleasing to God because faith pleases God. So, okay, the Lord just puts millions in your hand, and now what? You don't have to walk in faith anymore? No. doesn't work that way. You actually are walking in a greater realm of faith because you need to be praying more when you have the money, honey, than when you don't. Or you're going to flake out. And I'm going to have to go track you down and say, what happened to you? Amen. <laughs> so people want to prosper financially just so, well, I just don't want to have to pray anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and those, those, you know, when, when you have that kind of attitude, you risk, you know, the Lord will bless you. But uh, then you risk getting blessed and then you don't show up for church because, while well, you're on your fifth vacation for the year. No, I don't know about you. I want to be somebody the Lord can trust with money. And whether I have it in the bank or I don't have it in the bank, I, I do have it in my heavenly bank account. So I'm not moved by a number that can be manipulated in my bank account. Did you know that? When I met with a businessman when I was 24 years old, I didn't have, I, I mean, I probably had $37 in my bank account, and I met with him, and I just, from my perspective, I mean, I, I felt like I was a multi-multi-millionaire. And he thought, I, he laughed at me. He thought I was ridiculous. But really, you know, honestly, when you think about it, I have a Jewish dad Amen. My heavenly father, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And I know that whatever the Lord said that I can have, I can have it. Because he'll buy it for me. He'll get it into my hands. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Is this helping anyone? Hallelujah. So uh, you're always going to be believing God. You're always going to be believing God for something. You're always going to be believing God for more. I want to tell you, this ministry, when we're on the hill and we have the building and we're having fireworks every night because we're going to win souls and let off fireworks, and all of Coshocton's going to see the fireworks, and they're going to know how many souls got saved. Amen. Hallelujah. But even then, I'm going to be believing to go to the next level. So I'm never going to stop preaching this because when I preach it to you, I'm preaching it to me too. God wants to prosper you. Hello? God wants to bless you. He wants to increase you. What did the verse 1 say? That you may live and multiply. Guess what? You will multiply. You come to this ministry, you come to this church, you're going to be blessed. In fact, we need to put warning signs on the door. Warning, you're entering into a zone of extreme blessing. Because just by being under this ministry, you come here, you're going to get blessed. Amen. If, if nothing else, the excess of someone else's blessing is going to pour over on you. Amen. That's what it really touched my uncle when he got a flat tire going up on the hill and then someone from our church took him to Walmart and bought his tires. And he said, you don't have to buy my tires. And then they said, no, 
I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm going to buy your tires. That's what we're taught at this church. Hello. Now, I'm blessed to be a blessing. So you come to this ministry, you're going to be blessed. This is a zone of blessing. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. So let's keep going here. I only wanted to go to one verse, but isn't this so good? Your clothing did not become old upon you, nor did your feet swell for 40 years. So the Lord can sustain you supernaturally. Hello. Amen. Amen. He can even sustain your things. Amen. And it says in verse 5, Know that in your minds and your hearts also that as a man disciplines and instructs his son, the Lord your God disciplines and he instructs you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to reverently fear him. You don't fear him like you're afraid of God, like he's going to, you know, swat you with an electric fly swatter. But you, you fear him out of a respect, out of a reverential fear. Amen. For God, the Lord your God, in verse 7, is bringing you into a good land. Everybody say a good land. A land of brooks of waters, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you shall eat food without shortage and lack nothing in it. How many of you guys know the the place the Lord is leading you in your lifetime is a place where you lack nothing in it? Nothing. Need a car? Car. Need food? Food. Need clothes? Clothes. You need whatever you need. Amen. God's not up there withholding things from you. Hello. You need finances? Finances are released. That's the place the Lord has for his people. Amen. Oh, you better get ready. Amen. Surely there's some people in Coshocton, Ohio, that's going to grab a hold of this and walk in it and be a sign and a wonder to their generation. Hello. You look at people who, get, who, who prosper under a curse. Are you with me? You look, you look at people, they're not even saved, and you look at the level of prosperity they walk in, walk in, how much more God's people who are under his blessing can they rise up in this time, in this hour? Are you with me? So he says, uh, yeah, you'll lack nothing in it. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And when you have eaten and you are full, you shall bless the Lord your God for all the good land which he has given you. Which is muy importante. Very important. Because are you even doing that now when the Lord blesses you? I mean, when, I mean, your paycheck comes in or something over and above comes in. You know, the Lord watches how you react to every little thing. Amen. Are you blessing him? Are you thanking him now for where you're at? Are you thanking him now for what he's put in your hands and what he's blessed you with now? Are you with me? You know, it gets ridiculous for me. You get me on a thankfulness spree. I mean, I'm like, oh, Lord, I just thank you for all the spoons that I own. But I do. Who's thankful you have a spoon for your cereal? You don't have to use a fork or a butter knife. Amen. Lord, thank you that I have food today. Thank you, Lord, for the blue sky. Thank you that I can walk. Thank you that I have all my limbs. I have all my nerve endings. Thank you, Lord, that I have eyesight. Thank you that I can hear. Thank, th- you know, when, when you have an attitude of gratitude, it's hard to get depressed about things. When you have an attitude of gratitude, you're not depressed because, you know, you know, 
Well, my car broke down. Yeah, but your body didn't. <laughs> Amen. I don't have any money. Do you have a wallet? Yeah. Well, praise God because you have a wallet that he can fill with money. You know, it gets ridiculous with people. They always find the negative and always find fault. But you, I want to tell you something. You, listen to me, in, in regards to not only just your life in general, but your prosperity, you have more going right for you than you have against you. Are you with me? You have more going for you. Because all of heaven, you have a cloud of witnesses cheering you on, saying you can do it, you can make it. You have Solomon up there saying, man, I wish I lived in your time to have what you have. Because Jesus said Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So, so be, be thankful. But even when the Lord prospers you and blesses you, you, you need to keep that thankfulness and always know where it came from. Amen. As he begins to bless you and he begins to prosper you, I'll say this. The Lord will only increase you to the level that you're, of your thankfulness. Really? Where you realize that this is all him and not me. You will remember the Lord your God. It is he who giveth you power. Everyone say power. That's the anointing. He gives you power to get wealth. That he may what? Establish his covenant with you. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshocton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash therivercoshocton. Hey, this is Pastor Zachary Weber. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast this morning. I pray it blessed you in some way. Just before we go off the air, I have a very important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? You know, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of those sins is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever. So I want to pray this quick prayer over you. Father, bless every person listening with a long and a healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to them and do a work in their heart. And if they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so right now. Friend, as you're listening, if you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ today and receive the gift that God has for you, the free gift of salvation, I want you to pray this quick prayer with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Come into my heart right now. Now just declare this, say, I am saved. I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Now, Father, I pray over every single person who prayed that prayer. 
Seal them now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day let not one person be missing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to get a hold of us and let us know. You can go to theriverkashocton.com under the contact section. You can let us know that you prayed that prayer. It's so important that you tell people that you made a decision for Jesus today. It's also important to get involved in a local church. You can join us this morning at the River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week, 8.30 a.m., right here on Life of Revival. God bless you.